0: Welcome to Speak Up Sister. We are your hosts, Jamie and Jody, and we are advocates for women of Christ discovering and using their voices. We're here to support you in speaking up and making vital contributions in your most crucial conversations. So come on in and take a seat with us. You're in the right place. Okay, so, um, so we are actually going to be doing several episodes on speaking up to difficult people. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> I love that. this issue won't go away. No. There will always be difficult people. Right. But before we go patting ourselves on the back <laughs> that all the difficult people are out there and we are safely and smugly in here. What? <laughs> what? The reality is all of us can be difficult people. At times. Yes. So sadly, we are beginning with that in mind. We're not going to point fingers of judgment, but we are going to talk through some of the genuinely difficult scenarios that that will end up confronting. Yep. Um, and today our focus is on speaking up to people who assume they know what we should be doing. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. And that, this is everywhere. And uh, largely in, uh, in a church community where yeah. we all think we have the corner on the market of what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. So at one time or another, we will all have to engage with people who can't see us as individuals capable of our own thoughts and feelings.
1: Yeah, I'm having some words come to mind. Bossy. <laughs> judgmental. Oh, yeah. Self-righteous. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, right. you really think you know? You really think you know <laughs> what I should be doing? Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of work we could do in this area. Uh, and today we're going to focus mainly on examples that we see from the Savior in the scriptures about ha- how to handle this because I
1: know.
0: He had to face this all the time. And He was the only person who didn't need somebody else telling him what he should be doing
1: you know I just this is Jamie here I want to this is kind of a little caveat but I spent a lot of years you know in trying to put myself you know we're going to try to be like the savior so I would try really hard to put myself in his you know what what he was doing and how he did things but I always came back to the fact that but he actually was the savior. He actually had the power. He actually did know more. He actually did understand. And so I would think a lot, if I could just get to a place, then people won't boss me or they won't Oh. You know? Oh, like my if I gosh. were just had if I had the right degree, then people will stop they talking just... down to me. Okay? Oh. It'll never go away. <laughs> Even if you are the savior, it doesn't go away. That's right. And to, to kind of realize that oh it's not about building ourselves up to a certain level it's definitely about just having a few skills that let us see it in a different way Uh uh-huh
0: and knowing how to navigate it yeah uh because we a lot of this we have no control over i know the way some somebody else's assumptions or judgments about what we should do in our life right um so so we're gonna one of the beautiful things that Jesus does is speak truth about important matters, and there's a great example of this in Matthew 21, where the chief priests are challenging Jesus, mm. uh, which he dealt with quite a bit. Um, but beginning in verse 14, um, he was in the temple teaching, and some some blind and lame. People came to him there, and he was healing them in the temple. And they were so happy; they were just joyous at the the new freedom that they had, with new sight and new abilities to to use their bodies. That they were crying and singing "Hosanna to the Son of David." Um, and the the chief priests were quote sore displeased. <laughs> And so, oh, it, so incredulously, they say to him, Hearest thou what these say? Right. Like, how can you let this go on? You should be doing something differently. Mm-hmm. And Jesus responded to them, Yea, have ye never read, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise.
1: Right.
0: So he just had a, and that was all he said. He had a simple truth to respond. He just referred to the the prophecy, it was being fulfilled in the moment by the people who received healing at the Savior's hand. Um, And then this beautiful thing happens. He left them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's as powerful as what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what does this mean when people are doing this to us? Yeah, yeah. So this is something
0: that we're, we will continue to experience and we have many times, especially in church culture. Yeah. Because supposedly we're all sitting in the same space learning the same doctrine, but it makes sense to each of us in different ways. And we apply it in different ways. We just have a tendency as a church culture, to moralize
1: all sorts of things that aren't moral issues. Oh, meaning to assume that there's one right way to do things?
0: Right. Only one right way, that this principle can only be put into practice in one way, and that happens to be the one way that lives in your head. (laughs)
1: Right. So if I know what the moral issue is, then it's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that your chosen way to understand
1: how to keep the
0: Sabbath day holy is the way.
1: So what do you mean when you say we moralize things that aren't moral issues? Well, what I'm saying is
0: the kind of soda that I drink is not a moral issue. What is a moral issue is what I understand about what God has taught about how to take care of my body. And am I living according to those principles as I understand them? Um, now, some things, uh, according to our religious tradition in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, some things are very specific, and they are. It is contingent that we we live according to those laws, uh, so that we can enter into the temple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet, one of the principles, one of the laws that we agree to live by, is. To keep the Sabbath day holy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at your house, that might look like wearing church clothes all day. It at,
1: doesn't. Okay, yeah. right,
0: right. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying it could. In some You're homes, right. it does. Sure. And and that's a beautiful way to honor the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And in, in other homes, it's a day for gathering together with family members and engaging in a physical activity together mm-hmm. at the park. And that can be a beautiful way to accomplish the, the, the keeping of that day holy for that family and who, so that's the moral, like it's not, um, playing a game of frisbee at the park. That's a moral issue, right? It's not, uh, the, what clothes get worn on that day. That's the moral issue, right? and we just have a tendency to to kind of nitpick at those types of things as if that's what really matters. And and that's exactly what the Pharisees were doing in this situation. Hey, 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 hey. Do you hear what they're saying? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Jesus just said, "This is according to prophecy." Now, he also was able to discern and clearly um uh, they were sore displeased this this is not a group of people who wants to engage in a conversation and come to a better understanding right um so there there might be a time that that would be appropriate to say more sure and there certainly are examples of the savior saying more when given the opportunity but um but here he just chose to teach a simple truth and and then leave the situation yeah so I think we can follow that example that when when we are uh, it's oftentimes and I'm just kind of ballparking here, but it's oftentimes family members or people that we're closest to, close friends, people who know us the best who feel permission to to say these kinds of things not always right but but most often people we know who are gonna make comments about that. Um, And that can just really hurt. It can be difficult. And I, I I love, let's just talk about Jesus's simple response. He didn't lecture. He didn't try to reason or convince anyone. He just taught the truth that he understood. And sometimes like when I find myself in a situation like this, when I uh, when I'm being accused of of not living according to what somebody thinks I should be doing, um, I I tend to take it on, take on this belief that it's then my job to change somebody else's mind about me.
1: Oh, right, to defend your, yeah. your position, yourself, your choices, uh-huh. whatever it is that they misunderstand, because obviously they misunderstand. They mis- well, sure. Yeah, anybody who's,
0: who's making assumptions about what you should be doing right. just doesn't have any business doing that. Yeah. Um, but, but Jesus doesn't take this on. He just lives a life that's so clean. It, it, he doesn't let a, a belief that he needs to change somebody else's mind muddy his judgment or his behavior. He just stays with the truth, clarifies the truth, and then, discerning that the other parties weren't interested in coming to an understanding, he leaves the situation. Like, just kind of puts that down and moves on.
1: Yeah. That's just such a beautiful, unencumbered way to live. I know. It is so ideal. He doesn't even nurse a grudge about it. Or, or ruminate about it in his mind that who do they think they are telling me what to do. And yeah. You know, he, what does that mean about me if they're telling me to live differently? Does this mean I'm really an awful person? Or Right. Well, I can tell you ways they're awful and, you know, spinning whatever that is in his mind. Right. I mean, not obviously that I'm in the Savior's head, but there's well, no evidence that he, no, carries it. He just teaches it and he's done. Right.
0: Right. Which is a perfect example of just being able to speak up, um, so in some ways he was he was advocating for himself for for the truth that he knew, but he didn't like dig in his heels and spend too much time there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: and again the situation d- just didn't call for more explanation. Right. Um. And I could, I could learn from that lesson. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I definitely can. <laughs> um, so there's another fun example, uh, here where. That where we can learn from the Savior speaking up without using words at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But just speaking up with his actions, uh, especially when others can't couldn't consider what he wanted or needed. Sure. Um, And so this is this takes place after the miracle of the five loaves and two fishes. And um, that that when the people had seen the miracle that jesus did they said to themselves this is of a truth that a prophet that should come into the world and so they're recognizing his power and and that he could really be a prophet and but the thing that happens next is crazy <laughs> when jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king oh gosh he departed Again, into a mountain himself alone.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, obviously, these are people who are certain about what they thought he should be doing. right. and it's it's interesting to me as as we've been studying speaking up and and I have that in my mind as I do my personal scripture study and and even learn more about the life of the Savior in this process. I I do think it is amazing how many more times he steps away than engages. Yes, that that is far more his. It seems like, like you said, he'll he'll teach a truth, and then kind of separate himself after the fact. Mm-hmm. And there are times he'll speak up and yes. forcefully, but
0: not as often. Right, right, and he he's good at sensing. Uh, when it, when it's just going to become contentious. Right. But he does. I I love that he takes opportunities to speak up and say when it's time to say something. Mm -hmm. And then when it, when it's not time to engage. And, and I, part of why I love the second example too, is because sometimes the pressure that we feel feels so immense. It feels similar to A group of people wanting to take us by force and make us do something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the pressure that we get, you know, and as we're approaching the holidays, we can feel a tremendous amount of pressure about what others believe we should be doing. Yeah. From, you know, ranging from how we should feed our
1: children to... Well, like what levels of gifts we're going to give in front of other family members or anything. It just
0: can get complicated. Yeah. And so the pressure, that kind of pressure is real. Mm -hmm. But this is a great example of not engaging with it. The pressure might be there. And people, clearly he discerned. So whether he discerned because he heard people saying, we got to make sure this guy stays here and keeps feeding us and doing all these magnificent things. Like, we we don't know what happened. But similarly, you know, People may have made comments to us about what they believe we should be doing, and we can stay trapped and hung up there to a point that it can impede our pro- our personal progress, our spiritual growth. Right. And his example was, "Yeah,
1: not a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to carry on yeah. on my path." Yeah. Just thinking about the just the misunderstanding in, in terms of they wanted a strong political leader. There's no question they were under Rome's control. The people would have wanted a king to lead them to oh, right. that political freedom. Guy. And he showed he had the power. And that's just it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're thinking they can see all of it because he could have. Yeah. Like, it's not even like they were discerning incorrectly. He, he could he he have. He could have. But that wasn't, but it wasn't the point.
0: No, it wasn't right for his path. I know. To stay and be a king and lead them to victory through.
1: Right. In the same way that maybe others are having expectations of us that, yes, we can. Uh Like they may expect us to forgive or they may expect us to show up in a certain way, in ways that we could do either of those things, either Uh forgive or show up. But we know for whatever reason, that's not the right path right now. Right. Right.
0: So I have a great personal example of this um that i i had a particular experience with somebody who uh i i got in a real serious altercation with because they were certain that i should have showed up in a certain way at a certain time mm. and th- they wouldn't relent on this point, wouldn't ever consider my perspective, that they were just convinced that it could only have gone one way and that I shirked my responsibility. Oh. And, and my perspective was completely different. I I wasn't seeing anything that was going on with them. But I felt uh, the spirit guiding me in a whole different direction at this time so I genuinely believed that I was following the spirit and attending to other needs yeah okay and so well I I stayed in this altercation trying to come to terms with somebody who was only certain that I should have done it differently like for months and years
1: Oh, good for you. Well, no, no, no. Oh, That's what gosh. I'm saying.
0: I did not I did not follow the example of not staying in it, and it just continued to 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 fester and it just seemed to make problems worse. We couldn't get any traction. I stayed in way too long.
1: Shoot. Well, that just I just want to say, so this is Jamie here. I I come from the other side of it where <laughs> I don't always even teach the truth. I just get out.
0: I'm oh, all, sure. I can, I can you feel discern. the pressure. I feel, you discern. Mm. You know,
1: this is gonna. This is headed toward contention. I'm not going there. Done. Oh, yeah. Without maybe even giving enough information to people so that, sure, you know, so that at least they can take something. Why maybe this this isn't going the right way? Yeah. So I come from the opposite side <laughs> of that. So We're I guess totally. if the savior's example is teaching truth or just, you know, explaining this is what I'm choosing or speaking up right uh-huh. in that moment uh-huh. and then letting it go. And then
0: just have the courage to, yeah, to let it go and move on. Yeah. So I, that's awesome. I'm glad you share that. And and I want to just add to this um, because I think this is helpful. Um, it was very helpful to me because clearly if I was staying in something that was so just... Uh, unhealthy for so long. I was stuck. Sure. I was very stuck. I was stuck believing I was supposed to convince somebody of of something. Um, so at this uh, during this time, uh, I was seeking for spiritual answers. I was going to the Lord in prayer, asking, "What do I? What do I do? What am I? I, I don't know how to handle this situation because I keep." trying to invite an, an open discussion, and it is nowhere. And so I was led to this scripture, and it's it's pretty brief, but it really says a lot. Uh, and this was in Matthew 15, 14, um, where the scripture just says, Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So, so let me tell you what this did for me, because that's it like that. Those words just jumped out of the page at me. I knew that was my answer. And in this situation where I feel like I was being so disregarded, I, I felt indignant. And I, I felt like the apostles who, when, when, a city of people wouldn't receive the Savior. They wanted to call down fire from heaven <laughs> upon those this. people. Right. <laughs> and so I, I felt like, where, where's the answer, God? Where is the fire going to come from so that this person is convinced? And that was nowhere. Right. Nowhere in the picture. Just like it wasn't in our first example of the Savior. I'm busy feeling like surely this monster has to pay for treating me so poorly. <laughs> and God is teaching me, hey, look, you got to let this go. Your job is not to convince anybody of anything. Yeah. Your job is to live what you know to be true and right and carry on. And, and if, if there's some blindness over here, they're not going to burn in flames. They're just going to fall into a ditch and sort it out from there. And actually, I mean, once I really have had time to, to work through this, I'm grateful for this answer. Because even though at the time I wanted so desperately for somebody to get it, what I want, what I really truly want even more is to know that when I don't get it. yeah. I will fall into a ditch, find myself in a ditch, be really unhappy that I'm there, and ask God to give me eyes to see to get out. Yeah. And so surely they need to have that mercy also. So I could let it go. We can let it go. We don't have to cling to somebody else
1: getting it. Right. Right. Well, and, and I'm just feeling right now some peace in understanding that there's a ditch out there for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I may want the fire and the brimstone, but the, the ditch. Like oh, yeah. People, truth will out. Yes. Right. Righteousness will out. Yes. It will. That is what endures. It is. It is. And so yeah. if someone's out there telling us, trying to tell us what to do, judging our soda intake or <laughs> caffeine content or <laughs> right, whatever else it is. Yeah. The, the ditch is there for them. And so I can let it go. That's right. That's right. And just, what? you know, focus on getting myself out of my ditches. Exactly.
0: Exactly. In fact, there's another fantastic scripture and I'll have to. I'll have to look it up because I don't have the reference right now, but where uh, where the Lord essentially teaches that there are two kinds of people, those who are blind, who think they can see. Right. And those who know they are blind. Yes. And desire help to getting their eyes opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I just love. I feel like it's always a constant choice
1: it really is and we just are seeking to be on the side of the blind who are just trying to see it that's right that's right
0: um and those are the times when we can be taught mm-hmm. and those are the times you'll see that pattern in the scriptures those are the times when Jesus says more and more and more to the people oh cuz there is when they they, came, they know they need to see and that he's the one who can help
1: them oh i love that gosh that just Makes me want to be less blind because I want more of that light and knowledge and wisdom. Right, right. So So we we don't have to get all hung up (laughs) about somebody
0: else assuming we should be doing anything at all. They can, they get to do that. They get to do that with as much fierce energy as they desire to give it. Mm -hmm. Yet we can seek the spirit and
1: stay on the path we need to stay on. We can say something. We can be brave and yes. say and teach something and then let that sit and let it be enough. Right. Right. Yeah, I love it, Jody. Thank you. God, that's so inspiring. So inspiring. We can each of us know our experience, our purpose, and get clear guidance to keep moving forward the way Jesus did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we can count on that.
1: Yeah, thank you all. For just being with us on this journey, yes. For sitting through the the discussion and and pulling out the gems, we just being here, being the kinds of women that want to speak up well and effectively, means we're all ready. The blind, but that are seeking, seeking to see, to see. Yes. So thanks for for seeking with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just so great to be uh, on this journey with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We appreciate you. So good luck in, in all of your next speaking up ventures. And we look forward to seeing you back here next time. Yep. Let us
1: know how it goes.
0: All right. Hope to hear from you. Bye-bye.